Wait, drink, drink around the corner, somewhere else, not here. But uh, come to Happy Hour every Friday from 6 to 8 with Trina Roderick. Yeah, do that. Hey, people, this is the Flat Black Plastic Show. Coming to you directly live from the corner of 21st and Florida. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Red Fox. Well, most of you know that I'm a war veteran. You can see I was shot in the face. <laughs> see, a sniper threw a hand grenade and exploded and tore my other face away. And a team of doctors grafted skin, grafted more skin, made me a new face. I don't know where they got the meat from, but every time I get tired, my jaws want to sit down. <laughs> I could talk about World War II because I don't know too much about Vietnam, but I know World War II. I'm a veteran. I backed up so far in one battle, I bumped into a general. He said, why are you running? I said, I'm running because I cannot fly. People ask you a whole lot of dumb stuff under pressure. I was overseas for one battle I'll never forget. Three days we fought that night. Hand-to-hand -hand combat, karate, judo, rifle butts, tanks, flamethrowers, bazooka guns, 200 to 1. Toughest Japanese soldier we ever ran into. <laughs> but nothing yell about him. He was just mean. I was a paratrooper for a long while. A lot of people know of my exploits in the paratroops. One time, the sergeant is getting instructions to all the soldiers how to get, use the parachutes. They look, you guys, you jump out of the plane, you count to 10, pull the ripcord, the chute will open and float you down with the equipment. But one little paratrooper didn't hear the sergeant too well and decided he stuttered a little bit when he talked and he walked over to the sergeant and said, Sergeant, 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 how high? Ted, 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 how high, Ted, Ted, you say we were supposed to suppose, how high, Ted, you say we were supposed to count to, sorry, look at and say, you better count to one.
Ladies and gentlemen, you're witnessing the Flat Black Plastic Show on Mutiny Radio.fm. And I would and that was Rush and Frank Zappa. And I would like to thank you for listening. This morning you say that you love me This evening you tell me you are no part of me, baby You'd better change your way You told me that you love my kissing Then later you say that there is something missing, baby to change your ways I tried my loving out on many of girls They say that my style is really out of this world But you only call when you've nothing to do Well, I won't keep a sitting and a fretting for you Oh, baby, we could be so groovy But your ways are only going to make you lose me, baby You'd better change your ways
got a fine brown frame And I wonder what could be your name You look good to me Cause all I can see is your fine brown frame Tell me how long have you been round Baby, when did you hit this big town? Now I wanna scream Cause I've never seen such a fine brown frame Now all that I have is a broken down chair But I'd make you queen on my throne Don't be a square, why don't you come over here Together we would be gone Babe, you got that fine brown frame Ah, oh, baby, won't you tell me your name You're solid with me Cause all I can see is that fine brown That fine brown frame Ah, oh, baby, won't you tell me your name You're solid with me Cause all I can see Is your fine brown frame That was Mr. Buddy Johnson and his orchestra Doing fine brown frame going to switch it up now to a surf band that uh, came out of Israel about 15 or 20 years ago called the Astro Glides.
cheeky cheeky Oh naughty sneaky You're so perceptive and I wonder how you knew
close your eyes and put your hat in mine and put your hat in mine Are we in danger or is it that you think we might be but I think I'd like to get out of It frightens me This place It frightens me We're pretending we are Running 
Clap Black Plastic Show on Mutiny Radio FM. That was Marianne Faithful, and it was chosen from the Mutiny Library. For all you bullfighters, that's right, I said fighters. This is for you.
to mention childless couples tonight because I know there must be some of you here married five, six, seven years and don't have any children. That's a miserable life going through. No kids in the house, no strawberry fingerprints on the TV. No peanut butter down the side of the couch. Walls scarred up. Light sockets torn out. Childless couples miss that. All they do all day is just lay on the beach drunk. Somewhere on a yacht, taking it easy. Childless couples don't know the thrill watching their little boy grow from a little acorn into a complete nut. <laughs> watching five years old run in the house. <laughs> See a kid five years old run in the house with $150 worth of braces on his teeth. Broken and bent on a five cent piece of peanut brittle. Childless couples. No, really, this is true. You must be miserable, you childless couples, wherever you are. You don't know what it means to do without so the child can have. Mothers and fathers know that. Childless couples don't know what it means to watch their little daughter, nine years old, weighing 138. <laughs> In ballet class, making an ass out of herself. <laughs> Stumbling all over everybody else. Heels run over so far. You stand up straight and fall over backwards. Childless couples, wherever you are, friends, I love you. Childless couples don't know what it means to watch their daughter walk down the aisle, 21 years old, voluptuous, could win any beauty prize and see her standing there in front of the altar with a junkie. I know history. In 1734, I think that was the room number. <laughs> well, you thought I was going to talk about something instead of, oh, man, no, I'm worried about tomorrow. Let me tell you a couple of stories about kids. I have some kids in my own somewhere. A lot of times you can't stay with their mama. My first wife told me, Foxy, you stop coming home with lipstick all over your shirts. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you. I told her like General MacArthur told his troops at Corregidor. Bye. <laughs> I want to mention my wife too because there was some rumors in the paper last week. I don't know if you read them. Some guy wrote in a magazine, which people always do. This guy wrote in a magazine, I married my wife because her uncle died and left her $25,000 cash. Now, that's a lie. <laughs> I swear to you, friend, I would have married her. I don't care who left her the money. <laughs> People ought to get things straight before they put it out so the public can read it. 
No, like people have put stuff in magazines and lied on Negroes. Some guy wrote in the magazine, all Negroes carry knives. Now that's a lie. My brother's been canned an ice pick 28 years. <laughs> The reason why I don't march, you probably all know. I'm, I just, I'm just not strong enough to march. <laughs> you got to be awful strong physically and have a reinforced cranium. <laughs> I hate to say head, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I guess we'll, uh, no, really. Guy came by my house, wanted me to go down and he said, Fox, why don't you go down in Mississippi and see what you can do? I said, man, are you I said, hell, I can see from here what I can do in Mississippi. <laughs> when the smog ain't over California, I can see Long Beach. <laughs> I wouldn't fly over Mississippi in a jet. Be my luck for the plane to crash, and I'd be the only survivor and have to lay there and wait for the Negro ambulance. <laughs> Can't bleed that long after a crash. I was in an almost crash, just an almost crash once, and had to get my suit clean. You know, and food fell all in my lap and everything, green peas and that chicken gravy. The plane was dropping 6,000 feet. I knew the plane was in trouble when box lunches came up in the first class section. And then the stewardess slid down the aisle. Turned the wrong way, I said, God. And then it, <laughs> then, it happened. <laughs> then it happened. I knew that was it. I said 44 Hail Marys and some stuff I made up. <laughs> the plane leveled off. Mm -hmm. Stood it, stood back up, and the pilot turned on intercom and said, <laughs> This is your captain. See what I did? I said, This is your passenger. Come back here and see what I did. <laughs> I met old chick a couple of nights ago in the bar. She said, I said, hey, baby. That's my approach. <laughs> I said, hey, baby. What time do you have to be home? She said, how much money you got? I said, about $1,746. She said, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
This is mostly flat black plastic, but that Joey Division record is so warped. We it, didn't think it was going to play. It looked like the needle was on a roller coaster. Bye. 
white stories and color stories because audiences are integrated now. And I know when the whites go home, I know you tell color stories. I've heard them. The Shadow Dude. <laughs> sure, I know you. That's nothing to get angry about. Why get angry about that? When we go home, we tell white stories. We know Benjamin Franklin was a queer. <laughs> would he be out at night with silk knickers on flying a kite? <laughs> In pigtails waiting on a charge. <laughs> Strike it lightning. Lightning, get it. Yeah, lightning was colored, wasn't it? <laughs> People will never forget World War II. Can you imagine World War III is next? If you don't believe me, count them. <laughs> Nuclear war will be different. Won't be no veterans when it's over. <laughs> I'd be so glad I get tired of buying them damn poppies every year. He'd been out of work, so he went to apply for a job. He went to get it. You know, he had to be interviewed, so he walked in his office to be interviewed. And some of the qualifications for the job, uh, they wanted a man who could sleep with one eye open. A guy that wasn't afraid of nothing. A guy that could just wipe a bare part. You know, just sleep. He could sleep with both ears cocked. A guy that would fight off any burglar. This big old truck driver said, you don't want me, Jim. You want my wife. All of them. My friend has a wife tough like that. Look like Sonny Liston in an orange negligee. <laughs> well, you got to watch kids that are young like that. They're not dumb like you were when you were a kid. No, kids have television. Today, when I was a kid, I had to look at the radio. <laughs> Batman. Ah, you can get some good shows on the radio. Lone Ranger. Tonto, my guns. Get your own damn gun. People are rebelling. No, this is true. Here's a little short thing you might enjoy. She tried me on the sofa. She tried me on the chair. She tried me on the windowsill, but we couldn't get it there. She tried me lying on a couch, then against the wall. She even had me on the floor. That didn't work at all. She tried it this way, that way. Really made me laugh. To see how many ways she tried to take my photograph. Uh, but I'm an ex-preacher. I had to quit preaching because I couldn't wait six days to get me no fresh money. <laughs> and I could preach and my deacon could preach. Deacon Edmo. Edmo Bush was his whole name. Really preach. 
I remember one Sunday I had laryngitis. You remember Lauren? <laughs> and my deacon was preaching from me. You could feel that spirit. One sister up in the balcony felt the spirit, jumped up and shouted, Wow! And leaned too far out the balcony. The only thing that saved her life, she caught hold of a chandelier. She was hanging up by the church in the chandelier, and her dress had ballooned over her head. Deacon Ebo looked up and saw her. said, Anyone that down will be struck blind. And the old brother in the back row said, Well, hell, I'm going to take a chance on his left eye. <laughs> Said the Lord made everything perfect. He made the rivers and the oceans perfect. He made the leaves on the trees perfect. He made everything. He made everything perfect. Mm-hmm. The fellow stood up, had a big hump in his back. He said, but Reverend, what about me? Reverend said, you the most perfect hunchback I've seen in my life. Say, my, you know, my, I told you earlier, my cousin was uh, overseas in service. And while he's been away, his wife has been having trouble sleeping. So she went to the doctor and told him, the doctor, just have trouble sleeping. You know, when your man's calling, just most of the nights and stuff. The doctor said, well, look, before I give you any kind of drugs or anything, I'd like to try a psychological approach to this thing. He said, uh, what I'd like you to do when you go home and you have those restless feelings, he said, uh, you have to talk to yourself. That's what you got to do. If everything else is fail, and you lay down and retire and get comfortable, Sunday. She said, I want what I want when I want it. I said, you're going to get what I got when I get it. <laughs> I told her I'd fix you a nice sandwich if you want it, but that's it. <laughs> I met my wife one summer in Atlantic City. We had fun there. I'd bury her in the sand, she'd bury me in the sand, and I'd bury her in the sand, she'd bury me in the sand, and I buried her in the sand. I'm going back next week and dig her up. <laughs> it's good to stand up here, those folks, and look down in you folks' faces. And a lot of you folks' faces could stand looking down in you. <laughs> People don't believe in reincarnation, a lot of folks don't. I do, I've been on Earth before. I was a cockroach in 1860. <laughs> no, I believed when I was a cockroach, I was coming back. And I came back as a buffalo in 1888. And who did we run into but Buffalo Bill? 
That's the kind of luck I've been in. I was running on the outside of the herd, keeping the heifers on the inside. Buffalo Bill shot me between the eyes, but he got my brother in the what you call it. Would you believe what's the name? in the hotel and he was kind of lonesome so uh, he picked up a Gideon Bible and there was a little note scratched inside the Bible said if you're lonely and discouraged read Psalm 23 and 27 just kept turning to Psalm 23 and 27 and underneath 27 Psalm he saw a little scribble note in the feminine handwriting said uh, if you're still lonely call Margie one two two one eight four five. <laughs> See if I can... This is a tongue twister. I'm gonna try to make it through because this is the last thing I'm gonna do. I bought a batch of baking powder and baked a batch of biscuits. I brought a big basket of biscuits back to the bakery and baked a basket of big biscuits. Then I took the big basket of biscuits and the basket of big biscuits and mixed the big biscuits with the basket of biscuits that was next to the big basket and put a bunch of biscuits from the basket into a box. Then I took the box of Miss Biscuits and the biscuit mixer and the biscuit <laughs> and brought the basket of biscuits and the box of Miss Biscuits and the biscuit mixer to the bakery and opened up a can of sardines and a ball. Black Black Plastic is the show. Thank you for listening. MutinyRadio.fm I've had a lot of fun today. My name is Dr. Remy Jafoxer, and it's been my pleasure to be the guest of Scotto El Blato Walk.